nerd soul. That's right. And another thing about that What If Season 2. Late ill kid at one yo still holding down, bringing that streak geek and nerd soul. What is up, on people? Like, comment, subscribe. Let's go. Because, of course, we got a little bit of uh, knowledge dropped on us about season two or excuse me season three of what if but first you know what i'm saying if you're brand new to the channel shout out you know nice to see y'all good to have you here um i did want to really quick give a shout out to that season two you know what i'm saying this is something that in general i was okay with with the season one season one i was like all right cool this is kind of right, not too bad i kind of feel it kind of dig it all right all right but when season two came out I really enjoyed season two, like a lot. I truly did. I had a lot of fun watching season two. There were a lot of cool episodes. You know, the, of course, Captain Carter was kind of like the lead of the season, but I genuinely liked the season from all angles. There isn't one episode that I didn't like. Um, season one, it, you know, it was kind of a roller coaster for me, but this season I thought was more, uh, I guess you could say more consistent with the quality, but all in all, I'm still on the train for what if, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm digging it. And for things like Hella and things like Cahorty, I really would like to see a whole lot more. But I did also want to cover a couple of comments that we had in them streets. You know what I'm saying? We did. We did have a couple of comments out there. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't the only one who was feeling this, which it's good because, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to be by myself. Well, I mean, I can be all by myself, but normally you don't want to do that. You don't want to be by yourself. You don't want to be doing all that. You want to be with friends, enjoying yourself, kicking it, having some fun. So uh, I want to give a shout out to Geeky Andre. Geeky Andre was like, look, <laughs> I love the Hank Pym of it all. I'm digging it. You know what I'm saying? The favorite character in the first episode, he was especially when it came to like the father-son stuff, that did shine through for me. And we found out, you know, like, hey yo, Star Lord was just kind of forcing this to into this position. So I dug that episode. For um <laughs> for the second episode where Happy Hulk, uh W uh W Stein 79, he was all for it. And at first, I was like, I don't know if I like this, but I ended up liking it a lot, especially with the addition of, um, I cannot think of the girl's name. The the girl, you know, uh, the girl from Thor, I, I know she was on, I know y'all gonna kill me in the comments, but you know her name. You know her, you can see her face. She was on WandaVision. You know who she is. I, you know, I, I like her playing off of happy i actually like her playing off of a lot of different characters in the mcu um she's a great ingredient used as like a little spice you know what i'm saying like i don't know if we could do a whole show with her but i do enjoy having her in there to kind of bounce off of other characters other personalities in there i think it really works um <laughs> i want to uh give a shout out to uh Clement lewis jr that was talking about um Cahorty saying that i was clowning her running like yo remember in the episode she knew good and well she was out running this kid she didn't have to be running out she could have waited back you know what i'm saying be running off fast you see the kid huffing and puffing you could have went at a slower pace you running full blast so it's like, you know, she ain't wait up for the kid. You know what I'm saying? Then, of course, when she get her powers, you know, she's super fast. So it's like she she could have let him. She could have gave him some 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 help. 
let him let him ease up a little bit you know help him to match her speed by just pacing it out a little bit but Cahorty's episode was probably my number one or number two episode maybe trading places with uh the the episode with um hella where um <laughs> Antoine, Antoine talking about me wilding like yo man you know how Odin was with that Wahite tribe you know look man you know how it was coming through but uh, <laughs> he said I wasn't lying when Odin was talking about he missed her man you ain't missed nothing you just came down you was like oh word they got some kind of weapon down there I need to control that weapon you know how I feel about that you know what I'm saying Oh, 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 you the only one that's supposed to have weapons. We, that's why I told you about that Wahite. Y'all just watch it back. But uh, another episode uh, and another comment that I thought was cool is, or or interesting, was um, I think it was uh, Kwamen Taylor said that animated based on live action is sacrilegious. We already have drawn comic source material. What are we doing, people? So... Kwame was not feeling it and I wanted to uh, pose this to you what do you think about animated characters or animated stories based on previously done live characters or live material me I think it's a great opportunity to kind of give these characters longevity and give these characters life beyond you know because of course you know none of us are getting any younger you know what I'm saying? I mean, you might be like, hi, I'm young, you old, look like my grandma said, just keep on living. So in this case, I think it's a great way to be able to allow yourself to let these characters have a longer lifespan because you can always come in and do the voices. Also, it gives the writers freedom to do other stuff while these live action actors, like the real people, are on other you know projects. And it helps out with scheduling because like, uh, for instance, there might be a movie that they have to be at, but if there's a close enough, you know, studio, you know, studio that they could get to to lay down the audio, they can kind of do double duty while they're on set in, I don't know, Milan or Guatemala or wherever they be shooting their movies at, Canada, Atlanta, whatever, you know what I'm saying, somewhere in Australia. So with that, I like that flexibility. To me, it doesn't bother me, but I'm interested. Do you, do you think it's sacrilegious, if you will? Uh, <laughs> Uh, for me I'm not I'm not really tripping on it but um, I did want to give a shout out to RJ from the Nerdy Brew and check out the Nerdy Brew that's the Nerdy Brew it's spelled like that T-H-E-N-E-R-D-Y B-R-E-W check him out subscribe to him super cool Uh, he was talking about how season 2 is so superior to season 1 and I would have to agree Um, from like Rogers Hood to Cohorty to all of those situations, I, I would definitely have to say that that is a, uh, or it is a super step up when it comes to just the design, the story, the flow, the interpersonal relationships, even the comedy that we get. It's to me, it's a lot more enjoyable. It's so much better. I really, really dig season two, um, and in the way season two kind of caps off season one as well. Um, I think I think it sets us up to go in another direction and then and then you don't have to you know you don't have to worry about trying to deal with I guess you could say trying to deal with uh, any more residual 
story issues or story threads from the whole Strange Supreme storyline that we kind of went through when it comes to the Forge and kind of trying to bring back his girl and it not working. So we kind of like set that set that aside. Um, and that's something that I think was done well over these two seasons and I'm ready to go forward because in going forward, you know what? I'm going to talk about what I like real quick because I'm not, I'm not going, you know, of course people will be like, you want to hate on stuff. No, I'm going to talk about what I like. What I liked about this season is similar to what we've been uh, reaching on to. We expanded on what we knew in a very good way. Um, we brought in Strange in a fashion that is very unique to what we knew of him because we were thinking, hey, they're cool. Even the way he related to uh, Captain Carter, we're thinking, oh yeah, they're cool. Everything's all good. They friends. And we find out this man has been behind the scenes on the low getting his devious on. You know what I'm saying? So this is something that I really think um, is not only unique in the storytelling of this season but also unique in the storytelling of the mcu um where they kind of played out this long game villain which they've done in the mcu but i think they should do much more like i said win Wu should never have been killed things of that nature um i like that i also like the fact that uh captain carter got her shine um i think it was good for her to get her shine because well she wasn't captain carter but peggy carter i think you know her seat her show got cut too soon um but of course there was a whole bunch of you know mess back and forth with marvel tv so that kind of is what it is but i do like the fact that we got to see you know uh peggy and or the the voice actress i guess the real slash voice actress i can't remember her name but i'm glad that she got you know some more life in this role because i i dig it i dig peggy peggy carter and captain carter definitely shined and came through with that said, you no, know, hold up. I'll, I'll throw another thing: the introduction, of, the introduction of a new character, and also the animation style seems smoother than it did in season one. Um, it's still stiff in some places, like for instance, where the um, where they had the dance around the fireplace um, in Cahorty's episode. Those characters look very stiff. But in more of the action sequences, it looks smoother than it did in season one. And season one, it looked very, very stiff. And that's the problem that I had. That's one of my main issues that I had with it. The voice acting was beautiful in season one as well as season two. Um, now, with that stated and put behind the back burner, I'm going to give to y'all what I missed. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what I missed and then I'll explain why I think I missed it or I'm, it's something that I'm missing from the MCU as a whole and why I think that it could have worked well here. Um, in phase four, I know everyone's favorite phase. Uh, in phase four, we met a lot of new characters and those characters came you know, from TV shows and from movies. And something that we, I guess, we were missing in that phase is that a lot of these characters were kind of dropped in our lap and we we didn't get a chance to really develop them like they weren't 
sort of like kind of like a backdoor pilot on TV. They weren't really brought in to where we kind of knew them. It was just like, hey, here's a new show and you never met this person. And I really wish that a lot of our characters that we got that were new in phase four were kind of like ushered in and sort of a backdoor pilot, similar to how they did with Black Panther. Black Panther, you saw him a little bit in Civil War and then you saw him in his own movie. Um, and I think that a lot of our other characters should have got that too. But since we didn't, one thing that I think we missed in this What If, which would be great because What If is a kind of series where, um, I guess it's, it's sort of a series where you can kind of sort of do whatever you want to a certain degree because you're dealing with the multiverse and you can really get into the, the nitty gritty of these characters. I think we missed Shang-Chi. You know, we missed Miss Marvel. We missed Kate Bishop. Uh, we missed Spectrum. Uh, Werewolf. We missed The Eternals. Um, and I know people are probably going to roll their eyes with the Eternals, but we missed the Eternals. Um, we missed Kang. Um, uh, Vision. Uh, remember when he came back, uh, the White Vision? We, we missed him. Um, uh, we missed, uh, even some people would bring up Patriot, um, Cassie, and America Chavez. You know what I'm saying? We missed these characters. And I think this, in, in the form of What If, is a great place, like as a test bed, for these voice, for these characters, or for these actors and actresses to come in, do their voices for these characters and help kind of endear us to the attitude and the the, the relationships that they have and their their relation to the MCU as a whole. Um, I think that in the way that the Clone Wars animated series kind of helped build upon the prequels in a way where people look at it more fondly. I think that What If could do a great job building on the energy and the attitude, the emotion, and also just the characteristic or characteristics of these characters since we don't really know them like that. Well, I mean, and this would be a chance for us to get to know them better. But you could have done an episode in our you know, our MC universe where these characters were there doing something and then maybe see another universe where say Kate Bishop is very similar to the Kate Bishop that we know. And then we'd still be able to hear her voice, see her shine, see what she can do, see how cool she is. Same thing with Shang-Chi or Spectrum or Werewolf by Night. You know, these kind of characters, um, even with like Man-Thing, like these kind of characters are very dope characters that I think are kind of like left on the cutting room floor. Now, I mean, we'll probably see them again, I guess, but I think what if it's an awesome place to put them in because you don't have to spend, say, I don't know, an hour, two hours on them. You can give us a dope, you know, 30, 35 minutes of them doing something really cool and we can, it can help ingratiate, you know, ingratiate those characters with us. Um, so that's something that I think that I missed in this season. I really wanted to see them you know i wanted to see them work i wanted to see them as a whole i wanted to see them do their thing and I, that's something that i missed i thought we were going to see them and we kind of got characters that we already knew now that might just be a situation where hey these are the models that are built and these are the models we're going to go with but i would have liked to see more of that more of them because this is i think what if it's a great opportunity to do things like that to help introduce people or uh content in general um, but since we got season two and most of us seem to like it, at least the people that came through here, we did get a season, a statement about season three. 
Um, one of the directors, let me see if I can pull up his name because I don't want to mess up his name. Uh, they were talking about season three and the release. Um, and they did put out a new clip that I'll talk about as well. And you guys are kind of like seeing it, you know, around play intercut and stuff. But the director came and was talking about like the release, like, you know, basically, hey, you know, with Jeff Jeffrey Wright and all this stuff. I mean, there's new stuff coming out and um, the the director, well, a director and producer, um, his name is Brian Andrews, said that the third season could be released uh, like later this year. Um, but he did say that it could be a very quick turnaround timeline, like maybe saying that the, by the end of this year might be rushing it. But um, the quote goes on to say they move stuff around. Every time I thought it was like, oh, this is going to be this, it was like, no, it's going to move a little bit. So even I would hate to say something and have people's hopes come up and then have them dashed because the beast of production and, you know, when things move around, everything changes. And then he added on saying, uh, I thought that it could come out at the end of the year, 2024, possibly, but that would be tight. Um, there's some other group groups of people out there that are masterminding when things release and they're moving things on the board. And I don't know where we exist on that at this moment, as well as Marvel Zombies. Um, I'm still working on that at the same time. And that's going to be crazy. And that's coming out. But that keeps moving around, too. Right. So I wish I could help you, but I can't. So. One good thing is, because he was kind of talking about animation in general, we got Marvel Zombies, and I didn't think Marvel Zombies was going to be its own thing. When Marvel Zombies was brought up, I thought they were bringing it up in terms of just being in what if. But I assume when he says that Marvel Zombies, meaning as well as Marvel Zombies, I'm assuming that Marvel Zombies is going to be a separate thing. And maybe you guys already know, and I just missed that. I mean, stuff goes off on Twitter and Facebook and stuff all the time, and I just miss it. So... That's something for me that's cool to hear that. But of course, we're gonna, you know, we have um, X-Men 97, but back to um, season three, it's good to hear that it's at least well into production enough that it could come out this year. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I'd be down with a Christmas release every year. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad with getting something, getting my little Christmas gift for what if every year. <laughs> oh man, I, I think that would be something cool. Um, but I want to move on to the last thing I want to touch with this is we got a look into the whole, I guess you could say season three of it all with uh, the future of with it. And um, Marvel Studios dropped this. It was like uh, last week. I think they dropped it. But basically in the clip, you see uh, uh, your boy Winter Soldier and of course, Natasha Daddy. They out there just driving, just driving, minding their business, just kicking it. You know, two 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 young men just minding their business, and uh, you see them at a at a you know car. I mean, at a checkpoint stop, and of course, at this stop, the guy is like, "Yeah, y'all are definitely who we're looking for." And I mean, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give it all away. You can watch it now. You know, you can kind of see parts of it playing up here. But the cool thing about this is that we get a whole almost a whole scene or maybe like half of a scene with this and when i saw this before i knew about the clip from uh brian what's his name again i do not want to screw up his name i apologize so much brian andrews 
before I saw the the clip, I mean the the quote from Brian Andrews. When I saw this clip, I was like, "Oh, hold up! So, how far along is season three? Is season three done? Because this scene looks very, very polished and ready to go. And for me, I don't think Marvel is the type of place to show y'all something that isn't like almost ready to be served up. So I was thinking, like, yo, could we see season three somewhere in like May or something like that? like i because this scene looks extremely good it's well lit you know the the scene with the you know the cars exploding and you know flipping over winter soldier going crazy and it's natasha daddy wilding you know what i'm saying got you know gunfire back and forth it's it's not only stylish but well done and the animation looks a lot like very smooth so i dig this and I think that only bodes well for What If season three. I know there's people out there that don't like What If, but hey, look, we ain't, we ain't doing that over here. Over here, we like What If. I'm I'm digging it. You know, shouts to Jeffrey Wright out there being bald headed with a with a toga on, chilling out. And as long as long as he's down to keep coming back or you know lending his voice, and we got you know more stories, I'm down with it. And with this scene, we do see that we are getting characters like Natasha's dad, like um, like Winter Soldier, that we haven't gotten in the first two seasons. So maybe season three is where we're gonna start is where we'll start kind of um I guess branching off into those newer characters that we know. Like I said, like Shang-Chi, like um Spectrum, Kate, things of that name, even Cassie and yeah, Cassie. Uh, Cassie got a respect issue I got a problem with, but that's a whole other thing. You know what I'm saying? Respect your daddy, all right? Your daddy saved the world, all right? You all, you getting flipping at the dinner table. But anyway, we ain't going to go there. All I'm going to say is thank y'all for staying through. If you listen to one second or all the seconds, of course, N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. And until the next time that you have to blast and bust through a checkpoint to get away from S.H.I.E.L.D., while your boy is licking shots out the passenger side, this is from me to you just saying, peace.